got an interview for the dream job. Um, and after working with him, I got it. And it was simple and it was easy. Yeah, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed the journey. Um... Oh, has it helped? Yes, it absolutely has. Um, it's definitely helped in knowing the market a lot better and knowing how to present like how to put myself out there like i would never ever have touched my linkedin ever i i didn't see linkedin as a valuable resource at all so in saying that it already has proven to be really what valuable. i say i think you guys are you guys are great and change change people lives and it makes a lot of difference Um, deliver at a, at a very high level. Um. It was really enjoyable. You learn a lot. Um, it was really easy going step by step. Before we ended, so that was uh, I think session five. The, the interview session. Uh, if you ask me, was my favorite out of all the other six sessions. So it's not only helped me in my personal um, branding, but it's helped me now on my on the business side um, where I feel very, very capable to to go into, you know. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, rock stars. So before we get into the show, I just want to give a big, massive, huge thanks to 28 coaches from around the world that are doing my I'm a coach, get me out of here, which is a content creation challenge. So everyone has donated at least all $17, and I think we're up to about $800 in total. And we've got the last day tomorrow. So I'm absolutely pumped. All right. You guys ready to get into the show? I'm going to assume that you said yes, because otherwise this would be very awkward. Hey, super legends, superheroes, and superstars. My name's Dre, and welcome to another episode of Hot Hire Coaches on Fire. We are absolutely going to rip it and tear it up today. And my next guest is a life coach and we were introduced by a mutual friend george Nugal. um actually i think i've just butchered his surname and he was on i think last week and we were just talking before about casey so casey Bain, Bain, i think i've butchered his like name as well i can see elizabeth like laughing in the background so let's get elizabeth out here so without any further ado i want to give a big massive warm gigantic welcome to well i really hope i get her surname right because we practiced it before elizabeth sambu oh very good very close, good awesome, close. awesome stuff awesome stuff hey how are you i'm great how are you i am amazing absolutely incredible and that's because just... you live in australia <laughs> Oh, so you are in Canada? I am. Um, I am. Um, I'm in the. I'm in the frigid, frigid north. 
of, of well, not the very frigid north of Canada, but it is, it, there's still snow on the ground. So it's still pretty cold here, but I know that you guys are going into fall, but we're going into our spring. So it's a little bit different. But yeah. Okay, it's so, and the time currently where you are is? 1.05 in the morning. 1.05 okay. in the morning on Thursday. No. <laughs> No offense, you were crazy, absolutely <laughs> crazy. But that's um, we were talking before, but you said that you had like a four hour, yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, I had some clients that were moving, and so I wasn't going to see them for a month. So I basically did like a mini workshop on the spot with them. Um, so their, their, their coaching session was only supposed to be an hour, and I crammed in like enough information to fill up four and a half hours worth of coaching. So I just finished with them like an hour before I got onto this, onto this program. Wow. That is absolutely awesome. All right. Elizabeth, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So, um, like you said, I am a life coach. Um, I guess the thing that probably, um, most people are like, well, what's, what's your story and how did you do all of this, you know, life coaching stuff or counseling or whatever. So, um, so I'm going to kind of give you the cliff notes of my story. I was sexually trafficked at the age of three to the age of four by my stepfather. I was conceived out of incest and rape. Um, I witnessed a murder. I witnessed the rape of my mom. I was drugged. I was a victim of child pornography. Um, so yeah, uh, I was I was given up multiple times for adoption. Um, I had my name changed three and a half times before the age of 18. I was in five families. And then I went into my, I was adopted into a cult and that cult ended up kidnapping two of my first children. Um, so it was, it was really brutal. Look on your face. I know before when we started the show, you were like, yeah, I've got a really interesting story. WTF, what the fuck? <laughs> I like speechless, absolutely speechless. Um, I guess that was what? a lot. Maybe I should have debriefed you. <laughs> I um, you know what? I just, man, like for someone to go through everything that you've gone through, that just takes so much. Uh, bravery, like courage. Um, all right. So my question to you, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to, to interrupt, is no. how do how do you keep going when when all of that has happened to you? Because I know most people wouldn't. Because there's one thing well, after another, after another, after another, after another. I guess it was a lot. I, I, you know, I feel bad. Like I should have kind of debriefed you a little bit. I feel kind of bad because you're like, like, I, I, I guess it was probably a lot for like, I forget when I tell my story that it's so abnormal because I tell it all the time and I wrote an autobiography about it. And so I forget that this isn't like, <laughs> you know, I forget that people <laughs> don't experience this on a normal basis. And so I'm just looking at your face. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I think you need to check. It, no, it's, 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 it's all good. It's, I'm glad we're laughing. I'm glad we're laughing. Yeah. Wow, that was a lot. Okay, so um, to answer your question, um, so I healed. Um, I did a PTSD rehab. I did cognitive behavior therapy. Um, believe it or not, it was only seven years of therapy to get me through all of that. So that's actually not that bad when you consider everything. Um, 
And so one of the things that really helped me get through it was my empathy because I realized that if I ended my life, that I was, uh, yeah, it is my struggle, that if, if that, if I had ended my life, I was going to cause trauma to whoever found my body. And I didn't want to do that. So when I had thoughts of suicide, I would be like, well, what's the next chapter? And I would imagine like the AMT person, like finding my body. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably like this really handsome, like guy that just probably started out on the job. And then, you know, he's going to be traumatized by my body. And like his newly engaged wife is going to be upset because he can't go back to work and his kids are going to starve just because I decided to end my life. So that was, that was was like, I guess because I'm a writer, I was able to kind of fill in the blanks of who was going to find my body. And so this went on for like four years where every night I would be like, okay, I'm going to commit suicide tonight. And I would have my notes and I would have everything to plan like the perfect suicide to make it like kind of less gory because I watch like a lot of like crime documentaries on how to do it kind of cleanly so people aren't like so traumified. Well then I had it kind of down to a science and then somebody I was looking behind the woods and I realized there were houses there. And it was kind of woodsy and I was like, oh great. I said I can't do it here. I said the little boy is gonna have his dog and he's gonna throw the ball too far and then the little boy's gonna find me and then he's gonna have to go to therapy and I'm gonna completely destroy his life. And so I would pack up all of my I would pack up my suicide kit and then I would be like, okay, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. And this half this went on for four and a half years. And then finally I had a breakthrough and then I was like, okay, I'm good now. Like I'm not suicidal anymore. And Um, My psychiatrist and my social workers were pretty impressed with my empathy factor that they actually did studies on me on how I got all of this empathy. And then like, I kind of went into the medical books on empathy because they wanted to see if this empathy thing could register with other suicide or like people who are contemplating suicide. Because they're like, if she has this much empathy, maybe we can teach this to other people who are dealing with suicide. So maybe we can lower the suicide rate. So then I healed and then um, I took a hiatus. I took a hiatus and I didn't do anything for a while. I um, I ended up diving in for about, because, okay, there's no, there's no book on how to survive being sexually trafficked at three for dummies. Like there's no book for that, you know? So I kind of had to like figure out something that was worse than my situation and I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head and I came to the understanding or the realization that holocaust survivors had it way worse than me and so what I did is I went to YouTube and I typed in I I just typed in holocaust stories and Steven Spielberg's, um, he, uh, it's, it's the Shohoff Foundation, and he did all of these interviews from around the world. And for seven and a half months, for about over 10 and a half thousand hours, I sat there day in and day out, and I started taking notes on Holocaust survivors. And I started taking keys on how they learned how to survive and how they learned to put their life back together after this. And this is how I learned how to heal. So then I decided wow. since I was fully healed, 
that I would go to school and I got my associate's degree in counseling and then I got my uh, life coaching certification and this is why I do what I do. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm speechless. I am absolute speechless. Like, why are you like, talking? I was getting really emotional. Like, I could feel myself like tearing up, and I'm like, no, right. Like, cool. Are you okay? Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you, so obviously, you've read like Man's Search for Meaning? Meaning yes. And, yes it's an awesome book it's one of my favorites yes so so what things did you find to be able to to do that you know like look at the positives what sort of things would help to to get over I guess like trauma or um when there was a couple of things that I really realized was a thread through all of their lives um one of the things um, that I realized that they really, they anchored themselves to their malice and they anchored themselves to holidays and they anchored themselves to predictability and order and they anchored themselves to deep and profound forgiveness. Um, so I get confused on the names of Holocaust survivors because I have watched so many stories. So some of them, like some of the names I can't quite recall as well as I want. I believe her name was Eva. It was Eva. And <clears throat> she was one of the twins. So most of all the Holocaust, um, when you think of Holocaust, like the, the iconic Holocaust um, photographs, I actually can, I can tell you the backstories of all of them, most of them. So the one where the nun is coming out of the of the barracks and there's like all of those children around, that was Nelson Mandela's um no wrong person um that was um, Mangala's. That's where he did all of the experiments on the children. The one little girl that's holding out her arm like this with her number across the the thing, she's a twin. This is where the all the twin experiments happened. She grew up, her and her sister survived, her and her twin sister survived, and they grew up. And she was having a really hard time angering herself to joy and to normalcy and stuff like that. And she just could not get over like the unforgiveness because she had lost, I believe it was her mother and her father had all perished. And um, she ended up meeting the guard of, of her camp. He, she, she ended up meeting him. And they ended up becoming friends and they actually do Holocaust tours together in Auschwitz. And I realized in that moment that I had the power to forgive. I actually had the choice and the freedom to forgive my trafficker. And one of the things that I really, really believe is that, you know, one of the reasons that I like to work with men who have trauma is because I feel broken for him. My stepfather who trafficked me, I really feel broken for him because I think to myself, what happened to you that was so broken that you thought that this was a release for your pain? And I realized that I had to, I had to forgive. And I realized that if Eva, I think her last name was Moses, and she ended up starting her own Holocaust museum in this little tiny town. I think it was in Iowa. And I realized that all of these people could forgive and move on. And I realized 
that I had this exact same power and I could teach these keys to my clients. And so I wasn't stuck anymore. As a matter of fact, my son, Scott, he is actually very close or was very close to both of my parents. And he didn't know. He didn't know that my parents were villains because I didn't want him to know that. And he said to me, well, why? And I said, because I wanted you to have as many heroes in your life as you possibly could. And I said, just because they were villains to me, I wanted you to be loved completely. And if that meant that, and I wanted you to have normal parents and I wanted you to have normal grandparents because I said, this is what Holocaust survivors did is they really tried to make normalcy out of stuff that just wasn't normal. And they really felt bad about the fact that their kids didn't have grandparents. And I was like, I didn't want that to be your story. I wanted you, even though that they kidnapped two of your siblings, I said, I just really wanted you to have a normal childhood as, as normal as I could give it to you because I didn't know what that was like. And I said, I was never going to transfer my pain onto you. And he was kind of baffled at this because when he read my book, when he was 17 and he's like how come you made your childhood look so glamorous and so amazing and I said because you wouldn't have been able to understand it and I said I just wanted you when you saw me I just wanted you to see me in this innocent way that kids should be able to see their mom and I said I didn't want my like when you looked at me I didn't want pain to be associated with your mom and so I picked up all of these keys and I picked up all of these like life notes from them and it's sort of this I realized that there was like this beautiful mosaic from their pain and when you allow mosaics to be grafted from this pain and you put them back together in your in your heart that you can shine this amazing light and that you can just be completely full of joy and, and your past really has no identity to you and you can just be completely separate from it and you can still love big and live big and just enjoy the moments as they come and your past is just a story. Wow. 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 You are an inspiration, like truly. And the empathy that you're able just blown away, absolutely blown away. Um, how can people get a copy of your of your book? Um, so it's on Amazon uh, dot uh, dot com. It's called Elevators of My Life by Elizabeth Sambun. Um, and it's I think I have a copy. Actually, I don't have a copy. I thought I had a copy. Oh, oh. oh breaking no. stuff, breaking stuff. What's going on? What's going on over there? What's going on? I don't know where my book is. It's just somewhere. It's oh, somewhere it. in the pile. <laughs> the pile yeah, of no, no, I'm not sure. No, it's actually, it's in the other room. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you yeah. can get it on there. It um, It's an amazing story. Um, I've had so many people read it and it hasn't had a bad review yet. It's not a huge bestseller, but it did win the 2021 Impact Award for most inspirational story. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> it should. It should. It should win every award. Aww. Every award. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about your clients. So mm -hmm. with the clients that you, we were talking before and that you said that you, you help men, you help women. Mm -hmm. What are kind of some of those biggest uh, like frustrations or challenges that you, that you come up or that they, that they um, face? Mainly how to overcome trauma. Um, they really need help with like just finding identity after pain, grief, loss. Um, 
you know, they, they struggle with acceptance and, and shame and, and guilt, you know, after stuff happens or happens to them or happens because of their own consequences. And I really help them to see that, you know, they did the best that they could and they're still worthy of love and they're still worthy of acceptance. And, and I teach them that, you know, it's a journey and there is no such thing as perfection. It's just improvement. And so I really teach them how to improve and just to love themselves and to love others and just to be everything that they can be and everything that they're meant to be in life. I love that. Elizabeth, I just thought this was going to be a normal podcast, just one of those run, run of the mill like, podcasts. You know, like if you questions. I should have sent you my notes. I feel no, it's like <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's um okay, it's so I have the book. This is my book. Here we go. Elevators of my life. So there's an allegory. I'm very big into allegories. And so it's sort of like life is sort of like an elevator. So every section of my life is sort of like an elevator. Um, so for instance, yeah. if I may, if I may. So like you may. You may. may I? Okay. So yeah. <laughs> may I? So like my ground, <laughs> I feel bad for us. <laughs> So like the first one is like ground floor, like it's birth. And then I have like, um, there's one chapter in here called um, like elevator to torture. Um, this is like where I talk about like the torture. So I'll give you a kind of a little glimpse into that. So the person that trafficked me, um, some people, adults, like hung me up against like a wall and started like burning my feet. I've been like set on fire. Oh, <laughs> just just a couple of times. It's okay. Like, I mean, it, it's it's not that bad. It was just my feet. Like I don't have like massive, you know, I don't have massive scarring. Um, you know, the then there is um the floor of um let's see. Um uh, where is it? Yeah. So, you know, I do discuss in here on um, me being gang raped at, at the age of three and being left in my blood for a little while and how that yeah. transpired. Yeah. So it's, mm. it does get better though. It does get better. But yeah. So I promise it gets better. It gets better. But yeah. So each level, like I compare it to like being on an elevator and that, you know, sometimes that's kind of what life is it's just an elevator and sometimes you just feel you feel stuck on this elevator but you know my life has like this really amazing ending because um god healed me a lot i was able to do surrogacy in 2018 so i was able to give birth to a family that was dealing with infertility and they got to use mm -hmm. my uterus for nine months to to produce a baby for them because they couldn't they couldn't have a baby and just so many amazing things have happened and just so many great things have just come my way because of, you know, grace and love. And, you know, I've, I've, I've had so many friends just bloom on this path and I've just had so many good things happen to me. And so it's just, it's just an amazing journey, you know, and I can't, I don't, you know, it's funny because I was abandoned in an airport when I was 11. So the family that adopted me and my brother, um, seven and a half years later, they're like, we don't want you anymore. And so they abandoned me in an airport. And it's funny now because I think like 
it's it's kind of it's kind of merciful because I think to myself like there's not too many things that clients come to me that I can't really relate to anymore and I can tell you that you know when somebody says to me like oh you don't know what abandonment's like I, I can actually tell them and say <laughs> yeah I do I really do I've lost three families in one lifetime like you know I I totally get it and I think that it's it's a blessing because I realized that none of my pain and none of my shame and none of my ashes stuck to me and that I just got to bloom and life is so beautiful and it's so great and it's such an adventure and you know you just have to jump in yeah all right a few more questions um, <laughs> absolutely speechless um so yeah what's next for you what's next what's next um i don't know i don't know um like i i was thinking about this earlier and, and it's so it's so funny because like I'm, I'm living my best life you know every day i do something exciting every day you know i really try to live on purpose and for purpose and just every day is an adventure for me so i don't really know what's next i i think that I just I hope that when people see me that they can just feel love and you yes. know I do yes. have we can we can yes so much love ah and I think and I think the big thing is is you know I I want to do speaking and I really want to um you know I really want to just hug people and just tell them it's going to be okay and just let them know that there's um you know amazing adventures ahead of them to keep dreaming and I um, you know, there's just, there's just so much I want to do. I want to travel. I want to, I just, I just want to change the world. I just want to change the world. Um, all right. So I just want to take a step back or I don't know when I'm eating the microphones. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you were saying that, um, when it comes to uh, you, you've thought about suicide every mm -hmm. single day mm -hmm. for four years mm -hmm. and you go through this process where you've where you've had your suicide kit mm -hmm. right so my question is if there's anybody that's struggling right now or if there's anybody that's um i guess in that position or thinking i, I can't go on mm -hmm. um, i want to end it all like, do you have any advice on what people, what, so, what they might do? Yeah. So this is, this is my best advice. First of all, it's going to get better. You're not stuck. And, you know, this is my thing is you can try it again tomorrow. And then when you go through the next day, you can just look at it and say, I'm going to try it again tomorrow. And then you're going to find something that's going to give you purpose eventually. And then you're not going to want to have the desire anymore because your life is going to be filled so much with purpose and glory and grace and love and friendships that it's just going to pass. And so just understand that it's just a feeling. It's a really, really, really big feeling. And I know that feeling, but I'm going to tell you that life is so big and it's so amazing and dreams come true and people love you just the way you are and people are going to miss you and people are going to mourn you and they're going to have so many more questions than you have answers for and so just keep going just keep going because you're going to figure it out it may take a while it may not things may not change 
overnight, but they're going to change in a gradual slow motion, like little tiny ripples over streams of rocks. And, and you're going to figure it out and it's going to be amazing. And you're going to have kids and you're going to get married and you're going to find love and you're going to find joy and you're going to find friendships and you're going to, you're going to find that thing that's in you that makes you spark and you're going to glow. And there's nothing that you can't, there's nothing you can't do anymore because you're just, you're, you're big. All right, Elizabeth, what's the best way for people to get hold of you and work with you? Um, you can get a hold of me through Facebook is the best way because I feel like it's so it's so personal. So you can find me on my Facebook page, I'm Elizabeth Samboon, or you can get me on my business page at Elizabeth Samboon LLC. Or if you're feeling really shy, you can get me on my email address at eslifecoach at yahoo.com. So that's eslifecoach at yahoo.com. You are absolutely amazing. All right. So very last question. So I think we were talking before and I'm absolutely obsessed with dad jokes. So do you have a dad joke, a quote, something inspirational, something motivational, something empowering, something of value? Um, gosh, I have, I have so many, but you know what? I love Otto Frank. If there is somebody that I could meet in this life, I would really like to meet the person that produced Anne Frank and all of her pureness and all of her joy and all of her courage. And so I actually watched an interview that Otto Frank did. And there was one thing that he said that really, really moved me. And he said, parents do not know their children. And I leave that with parents because I think that you need to understand that you need to see your kids as people and not just as your children and not just off, as your offspring but actually see them for their ideas and for their purpose and for their greatness because it really wasn't until after Anne died that he really actually saw his daughter for who she was and that was the motivation that he had for publishing her book oh, okay elizabeth all right I just want to say a massive, huge thank, thank you, you to you. Oh, like Elizabeth, I did not expect this conversation, and I'm so like happy and glad that you've come on and and shared your story. Even though I was like <laughs> <laughs> at one stage, but I just want to um, like commend you, uh, like for your bravery, for your courage to be able to pick yourself up getting knocked down you know so many times and then just being able to to keep going and keep going you are a true inspiration true inspiration um like there's like with the chat screen it's like for the whole show it's just been you know, it's just been going off and we've had like casey we've had jade we've had ankita we've had sarah we've had um julia and it's you are just absolutely amazing so keep up the good work i'm definitely going to get a copy of your of your book as well i might be a little bit scared reading it at the at the beginning but um yeah looking forward to yeah to the end and i'm so glad that you are here with us now to share your I story am too. i am too it's so worth it and it was it was amazing being on here i'm so glad i'm so glad you had had me on here and i'm so glad for this opportunity and you're such an awesome person and you have such an amazing countenance and you just shine so it's just it's just an amazing experience so thank you so much thank you you're amazing thank you